0: Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, it's so good to be home. (laughs) So good to be with family. And uh, we love coming back here. It's five years ago since we left, but every time we come back here, we feel like we are at home. And we are going to stay that way. In fact, it's something that God's spoken to me over the last few weeks is that this is always going to be like coming home. It's always going to be a a, a part of us. Uh, There's so much invested for us in this church of 23 years. Uh, We were in this church and we grew up on this church. I got saved in this church, had an encounter with God in this church. The first Sunday that I walked in, God met me as I was singing a song. I felt this incredible love come over me. I was like, that's got to be God. And do you know the cool thing is that I felt okay about me. I still remember that. I felt okay about me. And at that time as a 16-year-old and having lived in a pretty tough place uh, for four years, uh, for me to feel okay about me was a really big deal. Some of you in this place know that feeling, don't you? You know what it's like. Uh, when you have that encounter with God and, and, and for a moment you're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's, he's so good like that. Eh? He is such a good dad and he loves us so much. I've got a number of things that I want to say to you this morning. I'm just kind of working with what the Holy Spirit is doing and saying. I said to the first service that I think two, the both services are going to be quite different uh, today. And uh, before I get into uh, some of the things that God's laid on my heart for you, uh, a couple of things I just want to say is that last year, about uh, February last year, I had a real encounter with God on Ruakaka Beach, just up near Whangarei. And I had come back here, some of you may remember February last year, I was literally on a flying visit. I brought a friend over who wanted to fly around New Zealand. I said, hey, I can help you with that because I know where a plane is I know someone who's got a New Zealand pilot license and a current medical and we could do this and you could pay and that would be awesome and so we did. <laughs> and so we got to fly around uh, the mountains, and flew all the way down from Auckland, uh, down to Oamaru and Blenheim, and then across the West Coast, flew over the old farm uh, that we had for a few years down the West Coast, back over to Rangiora, and then down Mount Cook, Mount Aspiring. How many people know that New Zealand is the most amazing place on the planet? I'm on Ruakaka Beach. I've been praying for a couple of hours uh, up and down just about uh, uh, the job that I was doing and a whole bunch of things there. I turn, I start walking, looking towards Whangarei, and God says, I'm going to move you here. Your next assignment is in Whangarei. I'm like, okay, that is totally not on my grid. That never has been. I'm not even thinking about stopping what I'm doing right now. I go home and I speak to, uh, to Ruth about it. And, uh, and she said, that's interesting because when we stayed there about seven years ago, when I woke up in the morning, I felt like I could live there. She said, I never felt that about anywhere else. I felt like I could live there we get the map, we get our two girls to uh, look at the map and they got a real prophetic edge to them and I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting. I said, we think we're going back to New Zealand at some stage soon and we just want you to have a look there and see if you can work out where we're going to live. About five minutes, I remember, still remember them. And I'm just going, I guess, what's God going to say here? This could be interesting. We could end up in Riverton, Invercargill. Jesus, please. Uh, by that stage, I'm on the floor. I'm going, please, mercy. Lord. <laughs> How many people from Invercargill here? We love you. And Chloe points to Fongare. And Kayla at the same time goes, yeah, that place, there, finger ring of ring, whatever it is, yeah, we're going to do some uh, Maori lessons when we get up to uh, to Whangarei. and uh, I was like, wow. Plus, there's a few other things I shared in another service. Get the podcast, it's really good. Uh, and anyway, that is what God spoke to us. And then He showed us shortly after that. I actually wrestled with God for a few months after that. Uh, and then he, I, I was like, actually, I'm wrestling in the wrong direction of God. Like, I'm, I'm wrestling to stay doing something and God's wrestling me that way. And that's not a good idea because He's a lot bigger. And so in the end I'm like, I'm wrestling against God, not against myself here. I'm gonna come into alignment with God. And um, and, and then he hasn't said much since. So it's good anyway. <laughs> No, he said a few things. We feel like we're going around picking up puzzle pieces at the moment. All that to say, we are down here for a couple of months and then early July, we feel like we're going to go and base ourselves up in Whangarei there, live under a bridge and it's all going to be cool. Um, So uh, yeah, if you want to come and visit us under our bridge, um, hot soup would be great, yeah. No, we, um, yeah, God, God has got something really exciting. He just started to unfold it before we came down. So, but all that to say that this is still very much our family home and always will be. In fact, I even have a sense that with Fongray God is wanting to do something as well that's going to bless you guys here as a church. So that's... Watch this space. Watch this space. And if God gives you any prophetic words for us, hey, I really love it. Um, yeah, So, so that first... What I do want to say, though, is thank you so much for the way that you have supported us over really the last five years. A so, year while I trained to go out with MAF, and then for the last four years, uh, the generosity that you guys have shown as a church is quite phenomenal. I think there's probably around about $20,000 each year from various people, plus what um, has been given out of the general offering that has helped support our work with MAF over the last four years. I want to tell you that every single dollar of that money has been invested in lives being changed and transformed. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, give yourselves a clap. Come on. Um, and tonight, I'm, I'm not going to say much about our work with Math this morning. Tonight, we are going to run a evening. Uh, it's going to be about an hour. We are going to make it quite interactive. Um, the DF Missionary Homeschooled Family Band is going to play. Uh, ask Maddie about that. He's really excited about that. And um, yeah, so we're going to do that and share. Ruth will share because she's actually, she's a lot more interesting than me. Um, so Ruth will share and uh, Chloe. Chloe is going to get into it tonight as well. So it's going to be amazing. Can you just register at InfoDesk so that we know how many people are coming and that way we can provide enough dessert and all those things for you as well. Other thing I want to say is that while we are down here for the next couple of months, we want to invest into this place. We want to bless this place, and we know so many of you. But I love that there are so many new faces here as well. Um, and so, if you want to have us around for dinner, 022-083-2349 is our phone number, and uh, we would really love a hot meal. Uh, that'd be awesome. Um, I say that in jest. We actually we would love to connect. Uh, and we would love to spend time um, with you, and uh, we'll take you out for a meal. If Have you haven't been out for a meal for a while, go and speak to Ruth, because she's got lots of faith, and she'll take you out for a meal. Uh, I'll come as well. No, serious, we would. Seriously. We, we would really love to connect with some of you that we, we don't know that well, because we're going to keep coming back here, and we're going to keep bothering you, because there's a destiny and a call on this church, and God is not finished with this church by any stroke of the imagination. When I finished as senior pastor, he, he gave you an even better senior pastor. When Lynn and Peter finished as senior pastor, I don't know what happened there, but, you know. <laughs> he gave you even better senior pastors. Terrence, I, I just love what these guys are doing here. And it's so exciting to come back and uh, to see you guys. So anyway, we'd love to connect with you. Cool. Okay, if you've got a Bible there. Uh, then you might want to open up your Bible. If you've got a phone there, you might want to open up your phone. I had this interesting discussion. Uh, some of you may have met a young Indian guy by the name of Prabhu. He came over here on holiday. Julia Scarf looked after him really well. You guys blessed them. And, uh, and he came over to see our beautiful country. And uh, he actually found a beautiful person. And he married this beautiful person. So he married this beautiful New Zealander. Uh, He has got a remarkable testimony. Prabhu grew up in India in a very poor family, but he had this dream and he had this desire to fly. And in terms of the ability to do that, it did not exist. It was an impossibility for a young, poor family in India. But God made these connections, and he ended up getting a scholarship with MAF, and he came over, and MAF trained him how to fly, and then he came and worked within our program. Now, the other amazing thing about Prabhu is that in the midst of all this, he's growing a ministry, and so he is regularly preaching on Skype to two or 3,000 people in India. He's a big deal. He's just an amazing, amazing guy. I love his faith. I love talking to him. But I always had Prabhu on because whenever he would share a message or share devotions, he would speak out of the Old Testament. And I, and I was like, Prabhu, do you even know that there is a New Testament? It's, it, it's even better. As God promises in a new way, but he would bring out amazing treasures out of the Old Testament. I'm sitting with him one night at our place. And uh, I, love, I love talking to him. And he, I said, Prabhu, I said, if you were one of these people that was in a place and you, you, there was only one Bible, and what they had to do was they had to take uh, pages of the Bible and they had to give it to different people. So everyone had a part of the Bible. I said, Prabhu, what would be the page that you would want? And Prabhu said to me, I would take the Beatitudes, I'd take the beat and I was like, yes, Sermon on the Mount, all that. I was like, man, that yeah, that is gold. That is good stuff. And then he said to me, uh, Chris, if that was you, what would you do? And I said, actually, I reckon I would take Genesis. Genesis 1. Genesis 1, maybe 2, maybe 3. Because I'd be greedy. I want a little bit more than just, yeah. That's probably what I'd go for. And uh, it was kind of ironic, really, because he went New Testament and I went Old Testament. Like yeah, God's got a good sense of humour, um, and then as I come to preach this message this week, it's really funny. If you want to look like you're a real spiritual Christian, take your Bible to Northern Territory, where the humidity will eat it, and you look and you look like you've been reading your Bible heaps. Yeah, it's it's really good. So, that's yeah, a my wee take. yeah. As I come to read. Thank you. <laughs> There's no chocolate in there. <laughs> I, got the, I got the missionary thing down, eh? I just got the. I don't know. As I come to preach this message uh, this week, I like this page falls out of the Bible in my hand. I'm like, well, there you go. You know, you prophesy a thing and it comes to pass. There we go. The reason I would love Genesis 1 two. I don't know about three, eh? Three's a bit budjo. One or two are really good. Um, The reason I like, because we see the intent of God. We see something of how God wanted it to be. And of course, we know we fell, but then Jesus came and He restored the intent. And we all look forward to that glorious day where we see this in its fullness come to pass. But we all know that Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven right now. Not tomorrow, not in a month's time. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Let us bring heaven here onto earth now at this time. And that is a part of what you and I get to be a part of as we get to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth at this time. And we get to look at what was the intent of God? How did God want it to be? I'm going to read to you uh, from this page. This is the only part of the Bible I've got left. It's quite a uh, buckle up, okay? Because it's quite a bit. And just, Father, I pray as you prayed for the Ephesians, as Paul prayed actually for the Ephesian church that the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray for the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, and the full knowledge of you. For each one of us this morning, Lord. Not the words of Christ, but the power of the Spirit coming through this incredible, incredible book that You have given us. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens... And no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth. Did you get that? That's chicken and the egg. He actually made the egg first. No shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God. I'm I'm not sure if he made the chicken or the egg first, anyway, by the way. Um, Let's get back to the scripture, please. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there He put the man He had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Edom. From there, it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is some cool name. It winds through the entire land of another really cool name where there is gold. Get this, really strange little piece here. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic, resin, and onyx are also there. It's in brackets. I'm like, God, what did you put that in there for? The name of the second river is the Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Ashur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from the tree in Uh, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. He had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, "'This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. "'She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man.'" For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. I love reading that whole passage uh, of chapter 1 through into chapter 2 there. And uh, there was this incredible garden. God put so much effort into this phenomenal garden. There's four rivers that are flowing through this garden. And we know that where rivers are, there is life. Things are watered and things spring to life. And then God created male and female. He created two people, two phenomenal people. And then God would come into the garden and He would spend time with them, the manifest presence of God and they were able to stand within the manifest presence of God. But I also love that Adam was about the father's business as well. He was given this garden and the garden was going to continue to grow and it actually talks about there being a meaningful work that Adam was to be a part of. How many people love New Zealand? Michael Michaels, I just love your name. I, it was so good to meet this guy uh, because he's God. Did you know that? He's, uh, you know, apparently his voice is God's voice when you do plays and stuff. And I was just like, wow, this is like Morgan Freeman, you know. <laughs> uh... M- Michael, how would you describe New Zealand? Yeah. New Zealand is paradise on earth. Hey, definitely. It is the most beautiful place in the world. Yep, and we're blessed to live here, absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to hear your voice through the microphone. <laughs> it's really good. No, yes, yeah. it's good. Um, and you're an artist? Yeah. No, come on, you're an artist? Yes! <laughs> and I hear you, I hear you're a good artist. And, and this is an artist speaking about this country. I have spent the last five weeks just driving around New Zealand, camping beside the ocean and just being refreshed again, just being away with Blair and Kerry Harrison, Roman and Seth. And we four-wheel up onto this ridge about 2,000 feet and we sat up there, beautiful, beautiful day we actually drove up through the heavens. We were in mist. We drove out of the mist, blue sky, and we're just looking across the Southern Alps. Out there, I can see Mount Cook. Out there, I can see Mount Aspiring. And I'm saying, God, give me a plane right now. Was <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. It's spectacular. And I believe that as New Zealanders, we actually catch a glimpse of, of something of Eden. But I think it's only a glimpse God actually made something so phenomenal. But do you know what? That was not his greatest creation. That was merely the setting that God was looking to place the greatest jewel. And for this jewel, if we look back in Genesis 1, which I've got, I've got that. It said, so God created man in the image of a bunch of dirt. Nah. God created man in His image. I love it when the Bible gets a bit repetitive because it's kind of like, hey, can you get what God is saying here? But then He spins it around and He says, in the image of God. Okay, so if you didn't get that I created you in my image, in the image of myself, I created you. And then he brings the whole male and female thing in, and he says, male and female, he created him. For the masterpiece of all of creation, God himself is the model. And you know how big our God is? Is that within that masterpiece... He could not fit all of Himself into one person. So He created male and female. But even in that, God couldn't create all that He wanted to reveal of His image. And so He said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Just like when He said, let there be light. And you know that word is still going out today? Galaxies are being formed. 10 billion galaxies or more, I think Hillsong sing about, are still being formed. Because he said, let there be light. And he never rescinded. He didn't say, oh, and stop. He said, let there be light. And he said to man and woman, he said, be fruitful and multiply because I need a whole bunch of people to portray my image. I need a whole bunch of people. I need a Tim and Laura Good to portray another part of myself. And I need a Bailey so that she can have this really cool microphone and sit at the front and, and she can say, and now uh, cue purple lights. Been cool getting to know Bailey uh, and what a beautiful person she is. I was just uh, speaking to this lovely lady this morning and watching her up and he made babies to cry and all that stuff. It's great. <laughs> Chill, it's all good. <laughs> My kid once bit another kid while I was giving a notice there. I was like, ooh, that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> do I go for the kid or do I keep giving the notice? <laughs> yeah. Keep giving the notice. Sorry. I don't want to detract from this beautiful person here. What a wonder. I was watching you up on stage this morning and there was just a part of you that captured me. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you that you are a jewel. You're an absolute jewel. You reflect a part of God. You were created in His image. In the image of God, you were created. Wow. Wow. You're a pretty good-looking bunch, too. <laughs> do you know? I look around this church, Aiden. What a wonder! I look around this church, and all I can see is just incredible jewels that were created. Incredible jewels that were created to reflect another part of the image of God. I am married to the most incredible jewel. In my life. My wife. My mum's pretty good too. If she's here. You're awesome mum. Wherever you are. (laughs) About 80 months, two years ago, I had this fresh revelation of the wonder of who I am married to. I, I just fell in love with her in a whole new way. You are the greatest jewel. And Creation was like the wedding band. I don't know, maybe that's why gold is mentioned in there. Because gold is the setting for the jewel that goes on top. And and you may have heard me read in there that it says that we were created from dirt. But do you know what? That's about that's like saying that when you look at someone's diamond, oh that's a that's a nice bit of old coal, isn't it? Yeah. It's Same thing. The only difference between a bit of coal and a diamond is the pressure that was exerted upon it. Man, I think about what God did to that dirt and the pressure that he exerted into it to create the amazing beings that you and I are. I've hung out with a lot of amazing people um, over the last few, actually over my lifetime. And one of the things stands out to me when I see people just continue to go on and do really great and significant things is they actually stand up in who they are. And the, one of the biggest battles in my life has actually been getting myself to believe in who God created to, me to be. That actually I'm freaking awesome. Because as I believe that, as I be all that God has created in me, I reflect Him more. And, I, and I'm the, the thing that makes me even more and more amazing is when the Spirit of God comes through me, and it's just like He takes me and multiplies it ten hundred. Billionfold. I love being channeled and just the power of God flowing through me and getting to be all that I am created to be. But I've discovered something else about myself is that there are a lot of things that God actually left out of me. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I can't do well. There's a whole bunch of stuff that, that, that I don't get strengthened or excited or energised about doing. But here's a remarkable thing. Other people do. other people do. I love strength-based psychology. Uh, Marcus Buckingham, if you haven't followed him, if you're on LinkedIn, follow him, and you'll just get sound bites. Because the great thing about strength-based psychology is it looks at what are the things that you are good good at, and then it encourages you to focus on those things and to look at how you can operate in those things. And you know, the remarkable thing is they did studies on that, and they got people focusing on their strengths, and they got people focusing on the weaknesses, is that, the people who focused on their weaknesses maybe moved those up, I think it was something like three percentage points. And then the people that focused on their strengths moved their strengths up, but then they looked at their weaknesses and their weaknesses had moved up by seven percentage points. How incredible is that? None of us are designed to be the whole package we all have this incredible part of us that God has created. And as we shine in that, and as we be all that we can be, we make room for other people to shine in their part as well. But let's have a look at how the fall actually happened. This is why I'm not so keen on uh, Genesis 3. Now, the servant was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. See how he did that? He got their, fo- he got their focus on it. He got their focus on it. And then she starts to go, well, actually it's pleasing. It looks quite good. It could, could be quite tasty. And also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realised that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Now, God comes and walks in the garden and he makes his own covering and the whole redemptive plan starts to unfold. And we see it right there in the garden. Uh, But but I want to focus this morning on the thing that the devil did was one that he brought doubt about God. Did God really say that? And then they're in the whole garden. They are in, let's say, let's just use New Zealand. They're in New Zealand. They've got spectacular mountains. They've got amazing campsites right on the edge. They have got Rangira Conway's Lane where they are the most spectacular. (laughs) And he gets their focus on to the northern face that has a bit of scrub on it that you don't really want to go into. It has a bit of gorse on it. He gets their focus on that. He gets their focus on what they haven't got. Have you noticed how the devil loves to get our focus on the parts of us that we don't have? He loves to set us up that way. And, 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 and here's what's even more destructive is he loves to get our eyes on the parts of other people that are missing as well. You, what, if there is a, a fault that I would admit to in our marriage, which is tough for me to do, um, it, it's that my times of frustration have been when Ruth is so not like me. <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> None of you can relate to that, can you it's, or where she is so different to me. But as I have allowed God to get my focus on the wonder of who she is, the other stuff doesn't matter. And I come in and I, and I get space to fill some of that other stuff. And and, and she, she just always looks for the good in everything. Um, so I'm really blessed like that. Um, but that is where the power of relationship comes. The, the, the thing that makes Ruth and I work so well is that we look in two different directions. We see two different aspects of what God is doing. And that provides an incredible strength. Can I tell you that the thing that makes this church so powerful is that you guys all look in different things and see a different aspect and reflect another part of God. And it, and here's what I here's what I sense is that God wants to take that and He wants to explode that. He wants you guys to become the greatest encouragers of each other that the planet has actually seen. I said to Glenn, I am so excited about the. Um, next series that you are doing about being family. Because, man, I, and I just got so excited this morning when you go up and see grandparent to grandchild. I was like, yes! That's so cool. Because that's one of the things that God spoke to me about when I was pastoring, is that we were going to have a church here that was grandchild to great-grandparent, all worshipping in the same place. Now, that's diversity, man. That's That's a hard thing to build. I watched a lot of my friends at the time who would, they were would just going after the young 20s and those sorts of things and they were going great guns and God said, great grandchild to great grandparent. That's what I'm asking you to build. And I'm not saying what they were doing was wrong. It's just, this is what God was calling me to do and was calling this church to be. God is going to explode it for you guys. But it's going it's to take, this, there's an impartation. There's an impartation that I feel that God wants to bring. Um, You see, when I got a fresh sense of wonder of Ruth, is that it actually came through the Holy Spirit just releasing something to me. And there's an impartation for you this morning. If you will grab it, if you will reach up and you will grab it, that the Holy Spirit wants to release to you a fresh sense of wonder for your human mankind friends. See, I haven't got it all. <laughs> for your fellow man, for your fellow woman, he wants to release a fresh sense of wonder. Just close your eyes. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <sighs> Father, I just pray that you would breathe afresh in this place, that you would breathe afresh. This has always been a church that has taken and has stewarded well what you have given them. This has always been a church that has looked to can grow in all that you have for them. This has always been a church that has loved family, has loved people, has ministered to the hurt, has ministered to the broken. Father, take that. Breathe on it again. Breathe on it again. Breathe on it. Breathe on it afresh, Lord. Breathe on it afresh. Breathe on it afresh. This is a vision that God gave me. Um, actually, sorry, let me step back a little bit. I'm up in Whangarei. I'm like, God what do you got for us here? Because I'd really like to have a job. What are you doing? And he kept speaking to me about Thrive. I'm like, I love them. Uh, I'm really looking forward to ministering to them. Could we talk about this a little bit? He's back on to Thrive. I said to Glenn, I said, you guys have had so much prayer from Arnhem Land between the hours of two and three in the morning. I don't know why I have to pray for you guys there. Like, God, could we pray for this at like midday? Yeah, we'll have lunch together and pray about it. He's like, no, I want you to pray. That's how much God loves you. He'll wake me up. And, and my prayers aren't Lynn prayers. Because, like, Lynn prayers, I loved it when Glenn said it, just take what Lynn prayed and, and double it. I mean, Lynn, I'm just, oh, so great. How, I so mean, agree. How many people agree with that? A Lynn prayer is just like, it'll blow the planet off. I was like, why And then I love watching the Lynn prayers unfold. She's awesome. A wonder, amazing. God showed me that He wanted a fresh sense of wonder to come into this place. And so I'm down here a couple of weeks ago. God's just stirring this in my spirit. It's in my spirit. That's why I'm staying away from notes this morning, I think, because it would just be my thoughts. And God just wants you to catch something of His heart. I saw this vision of a rugby scrum forming across the front of the stage. It, it was right here. It, it, it was right there. Right there. And um, Peter Lynn, Ruth Deb, could you, uh, not Ruth Deb, um, what's your name? Clem. You're a good man. You're one of my favourite friends. See? I won't kiss you, but Glenn and Deb, Peter and Link. Could I just ask you guys just to come a stand here? Uh, just, I just want to. No, no, no. Just face that, fa- face that way, face that way. Yeah, and uh, and just link your arms. Just link your arms. Yeah, is that, or, or over your shoulders? Yeah, around your shoulders. Like like you're making a scrum, but we're not going to make you make a scrum. Okay, yeah. And, and, and what I saw was I, I just saw um, the leaders of this church. I know there's more leaders. I, we, we're just doing a part of us, okay? And then I saw other leaders. But then I saw the whole congregation. I saw the congregation coming in and bunking down and making a scrum. And have you seen when the All Blacks, they bunk down and they make a scrum? You just look at it and you're like, man, I would not want to be on the other side of that thing because I would get crushed, but the amazing thing is is the way that the arms link around and then other people come in and they fill the gaps with their heads in between and then they link arms and you can't see any clear daylight. You can you, you wouldn't have a clue if there's a rugby ball under there. Fortunately some of them are looking down so they can see the ball. You wouldn't have a clue but they are so linked together and they are so tight and they are championing each other and they're calling out the strengths and they know that together they are strong because each one of them as an individual taking their strengths and putting it together does something so powerful that the wallabies don't have a chance. <laughs> we, we can get another row. Get, get it, get three, four people, come on, get in here, get in here. Come on, you wanna be a part of this? Yeah, good man, come on. Come on, Lincoln. Come on, Lincoln. Put your heads between their shoulders and just, you know, come on. Come on, Lincoln. Come on. Come on. Let's do something prophetic with this. Hey, eh? Come on, come on, come on. come. On. We need another row. We need another row. Yeah, you get in there. I like this man. He's got a sense of wonder. Come on, Mitch. Come on. This is your moment. Come on. Come on. Come on. Lock in. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, Laura, come on. Come on, Tim, get in there, man. This guy. Ah, Righto, now just Lincoln, push in, push in. Put your heads in. Look, look at it, look at it. I'm scared. I'm scared. Look at it. Come on. Come on, there's a prophetic act right now that has taken place in this church of what God wants to do. God has put, come on, get in there, get in there, Lisa. Get in there, get in there. Come Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. This is good, this is good. Okay, one last time, just pack down. Come on, okay. You are gonna take the enemy's camp. You are gonna take him down. Father, I just pray, Lord, let this prophetic act be something that spreads like wildfire through this whole church in your awesome name, let it be. Thank you. The thing that I saw was that scrum forming and then I saw the scrum shift 90 degrees, facing that way and just pushing out that way, which I thought was really interesting. Just pushing that wall out. I thought that was really interesting. You know, because bricks and mortar must not limit what God wants to do in this place. Bricks and mortar must not limit. that's That's just a small part. Actually, it was as the coming together that there was going to be even a greater level of influence in this community from you guys as you come together. But here's the thing. If we will fall for the same trick that Adam and Eve fell for, where we will get our focus on the things that are missing from other people or the things that are missing from ourselves, and we will try to run this as individuals, we we haven't got a chance against the wallabies. Richie McCall was good, but he was never gonna stand. He was good on his own, he, he, amazing talent. But when he packed that talent with the rest of the team, oh my goodness, that's you guys. That's you guys. Don't fall for the trick of the enemy. Don't get your eyes on the things that are missing. Don't get your eyes on the things that you haven't got. Don't get the, the, your, your eyes on your weaknesses. As you shine and you allow others to shine something so powerful is going to emerge. Now, I want to be really careful because I already see this church doing that. I, I already see it. But, but what I'm saying is that there's another level because He takes us from glory to glory to glory. He's going to push some stuff and you guys are a part of it. And your number is going to continue to increase and the scrum will continue to get more and more powerful. Let it be. And that's about all I have to say. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.